Good evening and welcome to Blindspot. Tonight in the program, we are proud to present September 11th, a musical, featuring the talents of Julia Klein, Jenny Walters, Eric S. Humphrey, Jacob Christopher, Michelle Domberg, Sonia Jung, Philip Von Zweck, and myself, I'm John Wenzel. Each week, Blindspot presents a unique live radio program. Blindspot is an organization comprised of creative individuals from diverse backgrounds who have come together to produce these live, unconventional radio broadcasts. For more information about the the group of artists, writers, and performers that work on the show, please visit our website at stopgostop.com slash blindspot. There you can also find pictures, MP3s of past shows, as, as well as find out more about future programs. And now, broadcasting from the campus of Loyola University, this is WLUW 88.7 Chicago, community-supported radio. We present a story of love, a story of Tragedy, a story that's inspired by actual events. Blindspot is proud to present September 11th, a musical.
have to begin again. The date, September 11, 2001. The time, just before dawn. Today, we look at the lives of Ben Stevens and Julie Preston. They live in a small two-bedroom apartment on the third floor of a blonde brick six-flat. It's on Sacramento, just between Armitage and North Avenue. Ah, yes, the lovely Logan Square neighborhood in Chicago, Illinois. It's Tuesday. The neighborhood is slowly waking up to get ready for its day. Gretchen Mills walks by with her dog. Mr. Fitz is next door tending to his garden. He's turning over the soil, getting ready for the fall. And there's Will Morgan jogging by. I wonder if he's getting ready for the marathon. The sky is starting to show some streaks of light to the east, just behind the beloved skyline. The city seems so fresh and bright this time of day. It's almost as if the city is slightly more in focus. The birds sing a bit more on key, and the cars hum past in chorus. This morning, Julie is up around 5 a.m. About the same time, President Bush got up for his morning jog at Colony Beach and Tennis Resort and Longboat Key, Florida. Reports surfaced months later that a van occupied by men of Middle Eastern descent arrived at the resort that morning for an unscheduled poolside interview with the president. They were turned away. Julie stopped jogging a couple weeks ago. Her calf muscle had tightened up, partly because of stress, partly due to lack of sleep. For the past couple months, her worries at work have been causing a bit of anxiety, which in turn has caused a bit of insomnia. Peterson account. How many ways are there to sell toilet paper? She's an assistant art director at an advertising firm in the Hancock building. Ben is still asleep. He hasn't had any problems sleeping, but that's how he deals with stress. For the past two years, he's been, tr he's been trying to grow his web development company. The troubles of self-employment are starting to show. Ben has set up an office in their small second bedroom. He's got a small table with a computer and a file cabinet full of possibilities. Before we look in on our Julie and Ben's day, let's get a little more background. For this, I am proud to introduce Professor Willard, adjunct professor at Loyola University, to illuminate some of the social and political information about this day. Professor Willard, a few brief notes, but please, if you could keep your comments short, our time is limited. Thank you, yes, uh, Chicago, Illinois, United States of America. The third largest city in the country, including the suburbs that surround it, approximately nine million total. The city is known for its architecture, its politics, and of course, its hot dogs. <laughs> My kind of town. In 2001 Chicago, like the rest of the country, is suffering from a downturn in the economy. This is part of a synchronized world recession. Three of the imperialist blocs, the US, Europe, and Japan, are stuck in a downturn. This is not merely a correction of the market, but a fall in profits. The roots of these economic problems can be found in the evolution of the world economy, which has been happening over the past few decades. The increased rate of exploitation in the imperialist heartland and the relocation of capital in those areas with cheap labor, along with technical advan advantages uh, in the ensuing increased productivity in some branches of production, all fueled a slow recovery to the downturn. And the political? But, but this time, Professor Willard, can you put it in song? Uh, okay. The United States has been on top of the world ever since the Soviets fell. Their economic and their military strength are bigger than the bell that goes. Ring, ring, ring goes the bullets all throughout the world. Economic and civil unrest for the U.S. and all the rest. The military is uh, to the bullet. But on second thought, how about just telling us you really aren't much of a singer? Yeah. 
where to begin? The United States, along with other Western countries, has grown both politically and economically. The U.S. support of Israel, as well as the sanctions in Iraq, uh, created a disconnect between the West and the Muslim world. There's a growing feeling that the U.S. obstructs freedom and democracy, as well as material plenty for others. No matter if any of this is true, the, the U.S. is seen to condemn conquest when it is done by other countries, but when they or allies infiltrate foreign lands militarily, it is seen okay. For example, the U.S. has helped to boister authoritarian regimes, such as the Saudis, due to their connection with U.S. companies and mammoth oil profits. Also, a growing anti-Americanism has grown due to the promotion of an economic system that leaves vast inequality and incredible poverty. The U.S. defiance with such international concerns as the environment, landmines, the International Criminal Court, and its own creation of a national missile defense has most of the world concerned. This fuels anti-American feelings throughout the globe. Thank you, Professor. It was very enlightening. Now we should get back to the day at hand. Ben Stevens and Julie Preston, they've known each other for three years. Three years tonight. Like all relationships, they've had their ups and downs, their good times and bad. Right now, they're in the middle of good times. They moved in together just over a year ago, and besides the initial trauma, things have been good. You see, they met at a bar just around the corner from the university. Ben was starting his senior year, Julie her junior. But enough background. Cue the alarm clock. It's 6.30, the date is September 11th, the place Chicago, Illinois. Julie. Jules, can you turn off the alarm? Good morning. I'm already up, Ben. Good morning. Why are you up so early? Trouble sleeping again? Yeah. Hey, are you getting up today? Good morning. Good morning. I, I guess so. Um, I've got an 8 o'clock with a uh, perspective. Good morning. Good morning. A perspective. Things might be looking up after all. Yeah, it looks like it could really be a good gig. You know, I, I don't want to jinx it, but, um... So what are you uh, reading this morning? Nothing. No, what is it? A book I found in the laundromat, September Morning. No, I've never heard of it. It's a romance novel. Really? I didn't know you read romance novels. Good morning, good morning. How are you doing this morning? Good morning, good morning. What a wonderful morning. September Morning. You're reading a romance novel? It's so addictive. So strange, the leading man is so despicable, he treats Catherine like crap. I don't know why she loves Blake so. Love in the morning, good morning. I don't have time this morning. Love in the morning, good morning. Ben, you know I have to go to work. Love in the morning, good morning. Someone has to bring a paycheck home. Good morning, good morning. Come on, get out of bed. Fine, I'm up. Have you, have you seen my glasses? On the dresser. Thanks. Hey, so, um, are we still on for tonight? Well, my dear, yes. I wish you would tell me what we're doing. No. Secrets are good for a relationship. Is that what they tell you in those men's magazines? Yeah, just like those romance novels. It's really addictive. Plus, Blake and Catherine are distant cousins, and he's her guardian and 14 years older and a womanizer. Good morning. What a wonderful day. Did you make coffee? Yes. I don't know what you'd do without me. 
So what are we doing tonight? Oh, it's a surprise. Just meet me at the Loyola stop after work. You've got to be kidding. Okay, I still don't see why you've got to keep this a secret. I gotta go. Have a good morning. See you, uh, see you after work, honey. One day, you'll leave for work before me. Promise. One day. Promise. Love you. Love you. September I love you one day in September I knew it couldn't end one day in my life I knew it could happen that day is today this day September, it couldn't be better. One day in my life, I knew it would happen. Tonight in September, I love you. This day in September, it couldn't be better. These years have gone so fast I didn't know they'd last so long I would have counted the days If I knew that today was the day One day September, I love you. One day in September, I knew it couldn't end. One day in my life, I knew it could happen. The day is today. I've made all the plans, everything is perfect. I've made all the plans, everything is perfect. Nothing can go wrong, everything is perfect. Nothing can go wrong, everything is perfect. Everything is perfect Cause one day in September I love you Yes, a wonderful song. A wonderful day to be in love. Ben has everything planned out perfectly. He rented out the bar that they met at. Maybe not the most economically sound decision, but a romantic one. 
For those of you who have just turned in, it's approximately 8 a.m. Central Standard Time on September 11, 2001. Tonight, Ben is going to ask Julie to marry him. I know that the song was a bit unclear, but I didn't want to interrupt him. It was really a beautiful song. Such emotion. I think these two might have a chance. This ends Act 1 of our production. During the time between Act 1, Home Life, and Act 2, Work Life, a few key things happen. All times are Central Standard Time. A hijack suspect's bag contains airline uniforms are found by investigators. At around 7 a.m., there is an interflight phone call between the hijackers around the same time President Bush receives his daily intelligence briefing. Flight 11 takes off 14 minutes late, and Flight 93 is delayed for 41 minutes. At approximately 7.13, Flight 11 is hijacked. The pilots make no distress call. One minute later, Flight 175 takes off 16 minutes late. At the same time, the pilot of Flight 11, John Oganowski, repeatedly pushes talk back button, which he continues to do most of the way to New York. 7.20 a.m. Boston Flight Control decides that Flight 11 has probably been hijacked, but doesn't notify anyone for five minutes, even though the plane veers drastically off of course. At the same time, hijackers attack passengers on Flight 77, including Daniel Lewin, a multi-millionaire who once belonged to an Israeli top-secret counter-terrorist unit. A minute later, American Airlines is notified that an airliner has been hijacked. Gerald Executive Vice President for Operations doesn't hear about it for around 10 minutes due to a manager's decision to cover up the information. At 7.24 a.m., Boston flight controllers hear via the talkback button, We have some planes. Just stay quiet and you will be okay. We are returning to the airport. President Bush's motorcade leaves for Emma E. Booker Elementary School in Sarasota, Florida. 7.37 a.m. Flight 11 enters New York Flight Control airspace. Fighter pilots are unofficially told to get ready to scramble after Flight 11. Flight 93 takes off. Flight 175 is hijacked. 7.46 a.m. Flight 11 hits the North Tower of the World Trade Center. At the same time, Ben finishes his cigarette and walks into the Sears Tower meeting at RT Enterprises, and Julie goes to the coffee maker for her third cup of coffee of the day. At 7.48 a.m., CNN breaks into a commercial, and anchor Carol Lynn says, This Justin, you are looking at obviously a very disturbing live shot there. That is a World Trade Center, and we have unconfirmed reports this morning that a plane has crashed into one of the towers of the World Trade Center. (laughs) 
Julie goes back to her desk to work on the Peterson account. Ben waits for the elevator. At 7.50, the last radio contact with Flight 77 is made at the same time CIA Director Tennant is told of the first crash while he's eating breakfast. He immediately suspects Ben Laden. President Bush knows about the attack at this time. Fighters are told to go after Flight 11, but they go after Flight 175 instead. Flight 77 fears off course as President Bush arrives at Booker Elementary. National Security Advisor Rice informs Bush that Flight 11 has accidentally hit the World Trade Center. Vice President Cheney is in his office and is perplexed over the footage he sees on television. At exactly six seconds after 8.03 a.m. Central Standard Time, Flight 175 strikes 78 through 84th towers of the 110-story South Tower. Shortly after that, Ben enters RT Enterprises, and Julie's co-worker Kathy Bells checks in on her progress on the Peterson paper account. Good morning, yes. Uh, my name is Ben Stevens. I have an 8 o'clock meeting with Mr. Richards. Yes, if you could take a seat, Mr. Richards will be with you in a moment. Good morning, Julie. Have you finished the workup for the Peterson account? Hi, Kathy. I should have them ready in about 20 minutes. Fantastic. I'm sure the paper products will look fantastic. What'd you and Ben do, no, do last night? Oh, not much, just watch some TV. How long have you guys been together? Um, three years today. Here comes the bride, all dressed in white. Better marry before he takes the flight. Ben, good to finally meet you. Hello, Mr. Richards. Oh, please, call me Chad. No useful formalities. How have you been? Good. I've been thinking a lot about your website and how I can increase your market share. With the emerging web economy, the back-end code that I can provide will be the turnkey system that will oh, enable ben, you... Oh, so formal. I know that you can code the back-end of our business. That's why I brought you here. See, at RT Enterprises, we work with people, not business models. So tell me a bit about yourself. Are you married? Do you have any kids? You know, what makes you tick? The real Ben, not the business model. We've talked about marriage before, but I think Ben wants to get himself together a bit more before he pops the question. But about I... what? Julie, I've been married too long. You know, I've lived for this sort of thing. But he's been acting strange. Strange like he has a mistress? Or strange like he's scheming? The latter. Tonight, I think he's going to take me to where we met, and... Ooh, he's going to propose. It's... it's funny you ask. I was planning to propose to my girlfriend tonight. Oh! So, how did you meet? What's her name? Well, my name's Julie. Um, we met at a bar when we were in college. We were introduced by a friend of a friend. Um, she's really great. Something special. How long have you guys been together? Three years is a long time without a ring. It's time. Yeah, I know. I just thought it would be different. Oh, come on. He seems good enough. What's your worry? I just thought I would feel a bit more excited, more thrilled with this kind of life-changing event. Oh, stop exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating. I just thought it would all be a bit different. 
I'm reading this book and the girl in it is just filled with love and passion and... Are you reading romance novels again? Maybe. You know, they're bad for you. They filled you with so much inadequacy. I'm just looking for a spark. A spark to know it's right. Three years. So what does she do? She's in advertising. Graphic design. Sorry to intrude, Chad, but there's something you have to see. Julie, Kathy, come look at the TV. begins, reports are starting to come in detailing the attacks, knives, and passengers. It's 8.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. Flight 77 crashes into the Pentagon. This leaves everyone in a quandary.
Where do we go now? Where do we go now? What do we do? What do we do? Is it over? Is it over? I wish I knew. I wish I knew. Where do we go now? Where do we go now? What do we do? What do we do? Is it over? Is it over? I wish I knew. I wish I knew. Where do we go now? Where do we go now? Where do we go now? I don't know. What do we do? Where do we go now? Is it over? I need to go. I wish I knew. Do we go home? Is it safe? I need to call someone. But who? There are too many. My sister, my aunt, they are there. Are we safe? My heart is beating so fast, my stomach's sour. What What do do we do now? I don't know. Where do we go go now? I don't know. I need to go home and watch TV. I can't believe this is happening to me. I need to go. Can't we just go home? Who does this is the more? I can't believe this. I can't believe this. I can't believe this. Who did this is the more? I need to go and call my love. September morning. I was going to ask her, but then came disaster. September morning. I can't, I can't believe, believe this. Is there more? I can't, can't believe this. September morning. Ben. Julie. I'm going home. They're sending us home. I'll meet you there. I love you. I love you. What's going on? I, I don't know. How was your meeting? It was called short, but good. I'm glad. Have you called April? Yeah, but all the circuits were busy. I, I'm sure she's fine. Do you remember where her office is? I, I don't know. I'm going to call again. I'll be home in, in 30 or 40 minutes. I, I'm going to take any bus or train I can get that's going north or, or what, northwest, west, whatever. Where do we go now? What What do we do? Is it over? I, I wish I knew. Where do we go now? Where do we go now? What do we do? What do we do? Is it over? Is it over? I wish I knew. I wish I knew. Where do we go now? Where do we go now? What do we do? What do we do? Is it over? Is it over? I wish I knew. I wish I knew. Where do we go now? Where do we go now? What do we do? What do we do? Is it over? Is it over? I wish I knew. I wish I knew.
Ben and Julie make their way home. Subway is dreadfully quiet. Next to Ben on the train is Jack Miller, a New York native. Next to him is Ellen Sanders. They're both gripping their cell phones. Neither of them are sure if they should call someone or really who that person is that they should call. The whole train is eager to get home, to sit in front of the cool comfort of the news. Ben gets home first and sits on their paisley couch, glued to the television, waiting for answers, waiting for Julie. September couldn't be worse 
day in September will never end day in September I was going to ask her but this day in September filled with disaster this day in September is one I'll remember but not for the reasons I want where are you my Julie Are you home? My Julie, my Julie. Ben, my Benjamin. I love you. I, I'm afraid. Be brave. Be brave. What do we do? What What do we do? going to be our special day and you had everything planned out so perfectly but Ben but Ben I'm afraid I know you are too but with all this happening I don't know what to do but Ben but Ben these days I've spent with you have gone right by maybe it's you but I can't stop to cry the worry has hit me hard, so hard, my Benjamin. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. But Ben, but Ben, maybe it's you and maybe it's me. We don't need to act so hastily. This is the September you were going to ask. But there is no reason to rush our love will last. But Ben. a disaster I know you want to ask me but please put it off a week or three but Ben but Ben one day in September I love you one day in September I wished it would end one day I didn't know it would happen, but that day is today. But Ben, but Ben, I know it was going to be our special day, and you had everything planned out so perfectly, 
television. Donald Rumsfeld is about to speak to the nation. The president is off in a bunker in Nebraska. There won't be civilian aircraft in the skies for days. It will be days, months, and years before the day's events will be sorted out in any articulate way. The country changes, some for the better, some for the worse, and still in other ways that are still be so being sorted out. This is the end of September 11, 2001, as seen in Chicago, Illinois. This is the end of Act 3 and the end of our production tonight. Oh, Julie and Ben? Well, Ben had a bit of trouble with his web development firm. He closed up shop and started working for an encyclopedia company. Julie, she's still at the ad agency. She made it through layoffs and is happier at work. The two of them got married about a year ago. They recently moved into a condo in Rogers Park. It's a bit smaller than their former apartment, but times are changing. They now have a cat named Sparky. Thank you. 
You have been listening to Blind Spot, September 11th, a musical, featuring the voice talents of Julia Klein, Jenny Walters, Eric S. Humphrey, Michelle Dongberg, Jacob Christopher, and Sonia Jung. The program was engineered by Philip Von Zweck and was composed, written, and produced by John Wansell. Each week, Blindspot presents a unique live radio program. Blindspot is an organization comprised of creative individuals from diverse backgrounds who have come together to produce these live, unconventional radio broadcasts. For more information about the group of artists, writers, and performers that work on the show, please visit our website at stopgostop.com blindspot. There you can find pictures, mp3s of the past shows, as well as find out more about future programs. Next week, tune in for a newly discovered version of the Bible uncovered in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan and translated and presented by visiting DeVry Institute professor Otto Quackenbush. The program will reveal the stories of the Bible in a simplified and understandable format featuring comic book characters and TV movie action uh, adventure heroes in place of the tired and incomprehensible stiffs of the original. Meet Dirty Harry, Batman, Rambo, The Terminator, and many others. Torture and slaughter their way through the greatest book ever known. Next week, Blindspot will present Bible superhero Bible stories. Thank you for listening. This has been Blindspot. <laughs>